Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Good morning. And it is a good morning because it is God's morning and we are privileged to come together and worship. And I want to thank Ophelia for giving me the chance to preach on a less controversial subject that I'm used to. (laughs) And to Elizabeth for already having preached the sermon. So it's a very good morning indeed. The text, which you've already heard in the less formal form is from Luke 19 of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Entering Jericho, he made his way through the city. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was superintendent of taxes and very rich. He was eager to see what Jesus looked like, but being a little man, he could not see him for the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed the sycamore tree in order to see him for he was to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, be quick and come down. I must come and stay with you today. He climbed down as fast as he could and welcomed him gladly. At this, there was a general murmur of disapproval. He has gone in to be a guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Here and now, sir, I give half my possessions to charity, and if I have cheated anyone, I am ready to repay him four times over. And Jesus said to him, Salvation has come to this house today, for this man too is a son of Abraham, and the Son of Man has come to seek and save is lost. Thanks to God for this um, symbol of God's word. Zacchaeus really was an outcast. Yes, he was a tax collector, but what did that mean? It meant that he had to deal with Rome, and that made him ritually unclean to begin with meant he was not allowed in the temple. He just had no access to the ways of worship. It also meant that he was probably complicit in stealing money from the people. Not necessarily himself, but the form of tax collection is in itself a form of extortion. And Jericho was a wealthy area, so tax collectors made out okay. It was a rich arable area for farming, and Herod the Great had had his summer palace there, so it was also a refuge for the wealthy. And the, so, you know, it's a great place to be. And Rome says, we want some money. Let's say, Rome says, we want 100,000. 
out of this territory. So Zacchaeus, among others, bids and, and says, you want 100,000, I'll give you 125,000. Okay, Zacchaeus, you've got the deal. Well, Zacchaeus now gets four or five other tax farmers to go and do the actual collection. But each of them has to pay Zacchaeus off, both to make up the 25,000 that he's offering to Rome and to make sure he gets a profit. Well, each of those tax collectors has to add their bit and then their profit. So what started as 100,000 might be two or 300,000, an onerous sum. And Zacchaeus is at the top of the ladder. He's doing okay. You can imagine how that makes people feel. I, I know he climbed the tree because he was short, but you know, it's also a bit safer up there than standing amongst everybody else. And he knows that he is not a beloved man. But Jesus says, I'm gonna celebrate with you. I'm gonna come and eat with you. I don't know, but he might have said, oh, and I'm, by the way, I'm bringing a dozen of my best friends and several women as well. Uh, no wonder he chose somebody rich. But the image was so offensive that the people were upset. But it is a great question about Jesus as a party governor. I mean, Jesus liked to party big time. And if you look at John, you could read it as just one party after another, beginning with the wedding at Cana and ending with his final words to his disciples, where he's offering them peace and where he's eating fish with them after the resurrection. He is constantly celebrating, as well as condemning, but that's another matter. So that's a different sermon. So, what do we celebrate? What, what are the kinds of things we celebrate? Shout them out. Birthdays. Graduations. Yes. Weddings. Yes. Births. Yeah. Anniversaries. Yes. 20 days. Sunny days here, not in Texas. Holidays. Holidays. Holidays, yes. These are times, and what, what's important about them? What, and funerals, by the way. I would add funerals to celebrations. Um, you know, there's a whole. It's not a celebration. Absolutely. Celebrating the life of the person who was with us and celebrating the relationships that we continue to have. And because there's an old Polish saying the difference between a Polish wedding and a Polish funeral is that there's one more person at a Polish wedding. <laughs> These are all things we celebrate. And what is the common denominator? Food, yes, food. Food is, food is a major component and guests. Celebrations are done in relationship. When we talk about kindling kinship, we're talking about building relationship. And that's what, that's what Jesus was doing with Zacchaeus. 
I'm coming to you because I know you are out of relationship, that your, your life is skewed and you don't have what you need. You've got wealth, probably richer than Elon Musk, but you don't have relationship. And Zacchaeus in that moment recognizes that and says, let me make amends. Let me, let me heal that which is broken. And Jesus rejoices, as we all should rejoice, as someone who has returned into the community of people, into the community of, that in which he was born, in which he is raised. He is back in society because he has been transformed. One of the things we did not say about celebration was church. This is a celebration. This is a celebration of relationships. This is a celebration of what we mean to one another or should mean to one another or could mean to one another. Do it whichever way you want. It is a time that we have an opportunity to say, the God in me greets the God in you. God in me greets the God in you. Now, that's not the way the Quakers did it. They said, the God in me greets the God in thee. And that got them thrown in jail. Because when you use the thee, it meant we're on the same level. We're equal. And when you said that to a noble or someone of wealth in the community, it was an insult. It was a grave insult. And if you didn't take off your hat, you really were asking for jail time. And the early Quakers were jailed because of that, because of the the language and not taking off their hat for their superiors. But we don't recognize superiors in church, I hope. That's not always true. But anyway, <laughs> you've noticed that. <laughs> but, but the reality is that Christ calls us to see God in each other. That the God in me greets the God in thee. And that is true of every person. And that's what church ought to be about. And we have food. We have food every week. Except this food is special because Christ is the host. It is Christ who invites us. And what we do is we partake of his presence. In this, it's called communion for a reason, for heaven's sake. It's called our gathering together. I don't mean in any transubstantiation way, but that Christ is present here, offering to us a relationship with God, a deeper relationship with God than we may have known. And that's offered to every person, regardless of all those things that we say separate us, uh, gender and sexuality and uh, wealth and, and all of, and race and all those things that separate us fall by the boards. That's one reason Islam is become, has become so popular in the African-American community, because Islam does not recognize distinctions based on race. 
And that, that is something that, now they still practice slavery, but, but it wasn't based on race. Um, I'm, this is not to extol Islam, but, but to say we ought to be, and, and I hope David tries to be, inclusive of all. And we see this in the celebrations that we've had with St. Ansgar. We, we participated at their, at their request in their closing service, and we were able to provide a barbecue thanking St. Ansgar for their wonderful gift. Well, it was a gift of faith. It was a gift saying, we are as, as one in Christ. We are the same, even though our liturgies are different, our approaches to God may be different, our uniforms are different. I haven't worn a gown or a tie, I must say, <laughs> in church. And of course, at St. Anne's God, they are robed to the hill. We are one in who we are. For the God in me reach the God in thee. And that is cause for us to rejoice and to offer that same opportunity to everyone we meet. Even, even if there is outlawish as as Zacchaeus or Trump or any number of evildoers, there is still that which is of God within us. And we need to, to be open to discovering that, even though we're not open. So, go in thanksgiving and greet the God in me who greets the God in me. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.